joining us from today i'm in new zealand it is 7 a.m oh my goodness new zealand i i've always heard it's one of the most magical places in the world it is after 15 years in new york city this is like the shire dude (laughs) i can imagine that's quite the change there do you live in one of the places that has running water and all that good stuff or no (laughs) nah I'm in a cave underground with eking out an existence. Yeah, I don't know if that's fake news, but I heard some like decent percentage of New Zealand doesn't have like traditional infrastructure. That that may be fake news, but Yeah, well, uh, you know the, the 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 more people that know that, the less idiots come over here. Hey, I'm from <laughs> I'm from Montana, so I understand that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really terrible over here, man. You should Come out. No, I, literally everybody I've ever talked to that's went there, lived there, just freaking loves it. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Every every place has running water, Starlink. Um, they have um, you know rights for women over here. It's a novel idea. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Uh, also, isn't there a bunch of like sheep and goat, or is that also fake news? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I live yeah. I'm on a farm with a bunch of sheep. Bunch of uh, not a lot of goats, but you know the uh, the sheep to human ratio out here is pretty heavy. Yeah, that's my kind of place, man. <laughs> well, they the sheep have signed up for our incentivized test net, and are some of them are validators. Bullish. <laughs> well, yeah, not not a lot of bulls, only a couple cows. The cows are here too. They, they like limes. That's hilarious, man. Well, maybe we'll uh, dive into random New Zealand. Actually, let's start it off now. What 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 fun fact do you have for me about New Zealand that? Most people don't know. Um, the healthcare workers still mask up if you want them to. Okay. <laughs> I I only yeah. say this because I had a my last podcast was someone from Slovenia and I was like I don't know shit about Slovenia and he gave me some really fun facts. Yeah, Slovenia actually has a pretty big crypto scene as well. Oh yeah, this guy started his own exchange and he's doing pretty good. And it was, it was a fun conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, kick this thing off. So I think most people here probably already know me, but my name is Joe Dierte. I'm the head of community marketing and branding at Saga. And today we have on uh, Landslide Network. And before we dive into the project, I would love to have uh, Nathan, the founder, um, introduce it, introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm Nathan. I'm the strange person on the other end of this line. And um, Landside is bridging IBC to Avalanche. So everything that exists on Cosmos, all of the modules, all the apps, um, all the infrastructure, all the tooling, all of that natively works out of the box because we connected to IBC. 
Oh, that's beautiful. I'm personally a, uh, I'm a longtime cosmonaut, but at the end of the day, I'm more of a, I'm an IBC and Bitcoin maxi. So love, love to hear um, IBC spreading around because it is like, I feel like it should be renamed. It's not the Cosmos network. It should be called the IBC network because. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, the idea around Bitcoin maximalism is something that, I mean, look, the idea of it is to replace the banks, right? And then the idea of IBC is to replace the bridges, just to have secure interoperability, open source, no, no middleman. It's entirely open source and it's the safest bridge. It's processed about 34 billion in transaction volume since it, it launched and that's, and it lost zero dollars. There's not a mainstream bank in the world that can say that. That's a really big success. That's a good point. I've never even thought about that. <laughs> if you try to transfer money, yeah. just dollars from say New York to the middle of Africa, there's a good chance about one in 10 times, it's just gonna get lost in the process. And they're like, oh, where did, where did it end up? And they're like, <laughs> that's I right. don't know, you tell me. It just is somewhere. That's right. And if, if a packet fails, it reverts. It's a novel idea. It doesn't like go to the wrong place. It just reverts. So there's no bridge risk because nothing's stored on the bridge. Yeah, it's 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 like HTTP. So yeah, I'm, we're we're you know we can see that success in Composable. They connected Polkadot to Cosmos. Um, Toki Data Chain has connected BNB to Cosmos, and they're um, and 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 Saga is a really unique. Uh, tech that is, I'd love to see expand beyond Cosmos as well. Yeah, we we have partnerships with Avalanche, the the main uh, foundation, as well as like Polygon and stuff. So we're definitely trying to we're doing our best to make sure IBC can get everywhere because, like, I'm I'm just a big believer that IBC is going to be the backbone of whatever proof of stake infrastructure exists. And I should probably back this up. I love proof of work, unlike many um, people in the. Um, the proof of stake or Cosmos or even Ethereum space, but proof of work does not work for certain tasks that need advanced levels of coordination, which is where proof of stake comes in. But you can't just have one blockchain, you have to have multiple blockchains. So how are you gonna get them to communicate? Ta-da, IBC is the only real solution. I don't see anything else on the horizon. And the beautiful part is, no, like a traditional bridge, you have to trust the man operating the bridge to stay um have a good conscience and not steal but with ibc it's amazing all you have to do is trust that the blockchain on your, your blockchain and the blockchain you're talking to don't get corrupted and beyond that there's really no other trust factors so it's really an incredible technology and i i personally think uh even jp morgan and nasdaq and bank of america these people will eventually have their own proof of stake chains and i don't see any solution besides ibc for them to communicate which is a little bit off topic but yeah. um yeah, you know, there's um, there. I mean, you could you could get Talmudic about it. There are, um, you know, Chainlink has CCIP. There's Axelar. There is um, Layer Zero, Hyperlane. There are these other bridges, but each of them have different trust assumptions. Um, they have, you know, it's not what you just mentioned, which is the only trust assumption in IBC is that the target and the source chain are valid. That's it. Yeah, and there's nothing else like it, honestly. Uh, nothing yeah, else I mean, like it. Axelar, like that, they're, they kind of leverage IBC and Wormhole. I mean, they've had their own hacks. I mean, you can go down the list. It's just, it's just a unique beast. So let's dive into it. Yeah. How, how is, uh, or I guess, what role is 
uh, Landslide going to be enabling to have uh, cross-chain operations between AVAX and Cosmos? I guess IBC in general. So, yeah, yeah. So the first step with IBC is you need a light client. So a light client is basically um, like if, if you imagine yourself as an RPC video game character going across to like a bridge, like on the other side, you have a replica of, of your source chain. So light clients are open source and they, they, their purpose is to verify state changes across the bridge. So that's built um, and that's headed into audits and the Interchain Foundation funded that. It's an open source grant. So all that work is gonna be open source. Um, so Avalanche, A Avalanche has like a bunch of different chains, right? There are, there's this, there's this P chain, which is where all the validators are, the platform. And then there's this C chain, which is like the EVM. But then they have all these subnets. And all these subnets are made for you in, in, in a very similar way to Cosmos, that you have different chains. You can spin up your own VM. You can spin up your own validator set. You could, uh, you, you see Godzilla Games, which is a billion dollar gaming company that has its own gaming subnet. Um, so we have a, we have a, Landslide's a subnet that runs Cosmwasm as a VM, right? So it runs ABCI, it runs the, the Cosmos SDK. And instead of using Tendermint, we replaced Tendermint with Avalanche consensus. So it's a different consensus algorithm, just like you see in Composable, right? So Composable's on Polkadot, they're using Grandpa, you know, an amazingly titled consensus, but that's, that's what that's happening over there. So we have a, a translator bridge between Tendermint on the Cosmos side, on the Saga side, and Avalanche on the Avalanche side. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the, I think the, you really highlighted how um, light clients are the key there. And that's actually why Ethereum is unable to use IBC because the way that they designed their system it is just unfeasible to create a light client. And that was actually one of the earliest and best calls. I uh, hear that, but I know that there are three teams working on, on, on IBC light clients for ETH. Composable being one of them, Polymer is another. There are a couple ETH light clients. Yeah, yeah, they're trying. I'm just saying it's not something simple, yeah. like out of the box that could easily get incorporated. And that's yeah. because of the number of validators. Because when you have 500,000 validators, we can get into the nuance of if there's actually 500,000 or if it's yeah. just a LARP. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, yes, sir, we can. Um, but that is why light clients are not possible because it's hard to represent 500,000 validators. And if you tried to do that, it would just be ungodly expensive to, uh, to post that proof on Ethereum. So the, I think the people that are trying to implement light clients on Ethereum are using, uh, I think a lot of them are using zero knowledge. I'd, I'm a big fan of Polymer. I, I don't know what they're yeah. up to of how they're doing it, but um, is it is it pretty straightforward to develop a light client for Avalanche, or was that was that a difficult process? Um, we kick it's we started in February, um, and we're just about done now. Okay, well, and then heads to audits. So we figured it out. Like we have the ability now to to do it for other chains. So we're talking to other foundations, right? We're talking to Ripple, talking to Aptos, Sui. Like I, ideally, IBC needs to be on the, on any chain, right? And when we talk about the the interchain, right? The interchain is all of the chains. 
Yeah. I, I got it. This goes back to my first point. This needs to be renamed to the IBC network. And I feel like it'd be so helpful yeah. in narrative like arc because it's so hard to tell everyone, oh, come to Cosmos, come to Cosmos. No, enable IBC and enter the interchain. Like, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, we look, I, I, I proposed to some other folks, but building an interchain uh, consortium that is a biz dev resource for enterprise is a really good idea and we should do it. So if you'd like to be a part of it, DM us. Yeah. But like, you know, remember R3? Like R3 was specifically about getting enterprise onto Corda and to, to private, uh, uh, like basically intranets on, on these um, chains. And a, a similar effort should be done for... Um, for IBC. Yeah, I was actually just talking with Yelena this morning, the founder of Noble, oh, saying nice. how um, she was just making that same point is there needs to be an effort to uh, have an entity like that that spreads the word about IBC to even outside of crypto, like Visa, JP Morgan, these people should know about IBC and how because yeah. they're all building their own custom intranets, their own proof of stake or equivalent chains, but no, they don't have a solution for the interconnectedness that is required for this to ever succeed. Yeah, well, I, I think there's enough of a demand for it. Look, let's let's do it. Yeah, it obviously, it needs to be done. It's who's gonna do it and- Biz dev on the saga space, man. <laughs> yeah, and it, that's cool that you found a solution that can work for multiple different chains. And, um, and the fact that it took you eight months or whatever is just an opportunity for you, I guess, because other people haven't haven't thought about this idea early enough. So congrats on getting that yeah. figured out, working with ICF to, um, uh, to ship it. So wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so how exactly is it is it going to be doing this? And, and does this also connect all the subnets? I mean, you said you have your own subnet, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the subnets, so the subnets talk to each other with their own version of IBC. They, in in Avalanche land, they call it uh, warp messaging, like a warp, uh, you know, warp speed. Um, it, it functions in a similar way to to the way that IBC does. There aren't relayers per se. Um, it's done with BLS um, handshake signatures, which is a a, a different sort of uh, verification mechanism. Um, which we explain in our docs and Avalanche explains in their docs. But yeah, so subnets will talk to each other. So what that means is a gaming, a gaming company who wants to access Cosmos users um, on Cosmos can send their game NFTs over IBC into Cosmos. That's great. So at the current state of Avalanche and subnets, are they all kind of isolated islands that are not able to communicate with each other? Or is there already a solution in place without you guys? No, Warp, Warp went live in December. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's okay. So it's been working and it, does it work as well or better than IBC? What are the, what are the comparisons? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, I know it works as, as well. I'm, I'm not sure what the, uh, I don't have a good side by side security comparison, but it's suffice to say that it that it, they do communicate. Yeah, that's great to hear. Because I mean, what's the point of subnets if they're not able to communicate? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's sweet. And it's like you said, it's, I think it's a big deal for gaming, and just and being able to just bring assets across ecosystems and to be able to eventually abstract this stuff away, so you don't even care what net network it is or how you're getting your assets to where. Right. It's just all right. Works. You're not. 
you know, there aren't unreal maxis, right? There are, you know, they just want to play the game. Dude, I don't know. I'm a TCPIP maxi. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I only serve packets over TCP. 100%, bro. I'm very toxic about it too, so don't mess with me. Um, all right, so so how is Landslide Network going to allow like the next generation of uh, powerful interoperable apps that are leveraging IBC? So all those apps are on Cosmos, and if you, if you take a look at developerreport.com, which is an open source uh basically data aggregator on all of the developers in the crypto ecosystem, a ton of devs are in Cosmos. And so all, all of that work that's going on, everything that they're building, we can help bridge um, to other chains. And why would we do that if we're in a PVP, you know, uh, environment where everybody believes everyone else's coin is garbage? Well, we need more users and we're in a bear market and we're numbers not going to go up until uh, the Fed prints money or we get regulation clearer. And so in the meantime, we're all kind of like trading meme stocks and, and social fi. But um, there's an opportunity to provide value to other chains. Right. So we have users in other chains that don't that don't use um other economic mechanisms so there are there are noble users that are not staking in trader joe in, in avalanche or there are there um st adam holders and there are like staked avax holders and they're they don't ever meet well economic security guarantees like you see in in the mesh mesh security and, and um ics on cosmos those validators can provide validating services to other chains and those delegators can too. Yeah. And, and you kind of hinted at this, but Cosmos has some of the, the largest pool and best developers in the world, but it doesn't really have users. Like that's the problem. And so right. if you can like, let's sit, look at a, uh, What's the privacy protocol that Chris goes is working on? Uh, shit, I can't think of it. But anyway, there's people that are working on specialized privacy networks in Cosmos. So, like Shade, uh, Shade's one of them for sure. Uh, it's Penumbra. That's the name of it. Uh, yeah, Penumbra is working on some really amazing uh, privacy and security stuff. So that that could be used in all sorts of different ecosystems. Like I don't know if Avalanche has their own privacy protocols, but just the point holds that Cosmos is the land of experimentation and building crazy applications, but there's no one to use them. So if you can take these amazing tools and export their use to other ecosystems, that'd be amazing. And you, right, exactly. you kind of talked about this earlier, but you're, you're using like ABCI++ and are you, you're able to use like Cosmos modules inside of Avalanche? Did I hear that correctly? Or that's right. Oh, okay. Right. So any anything that can function on the Cosmos SDK, for instance, any of the WebAssembly work, um, if any of that native work, you can you can run it on a different virtual machine with different validators, um, with a different consensus. Wow, that, that's right. massive. So the right. So the like the, the assumptions around Cosmos. If you look at the white paper. Like there are downstream effects of using Tendermint as a consensus algorithm. 
So if you use Tendermint, you have you have fast speeds up to a certain point, but then you can't add more validators. So if you look at the, the Cosmos white paper, it says it's hard capped at 300 validators. That can increase over time, but you know, let's just be clear about the trade-offs between the consensus algorithms. Um, so like the, the gold in Cosmos is not, is not necessarily Tendermint, but, but WebAssembly and all of the modules and all of the, the tooling. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you about that. What, how do you compare Tendermint to Avalanche's consensus engine? Because I've always heard that Avalanche has probably the best consensus engine in the land, debatably. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know that much about it personally, but just if you look at the surface level, it has some amazing attributes. Where uh, you, you implied this, Tendermint degrades very fast as you add validators to the point where That's it becomes a piece of shit if you have five hundred, a thousand validators. Right. That's correct. Uh, I mean, the I wouldn't use that particular term, but yes, I directionally that is. Uh, so the the difference is that Tendermint is a deterministic uh consensus algorithm so it's like a zero or one right it's a, it either went through or it didn't and then avalanche uses probabilistic uh uh it, it's it's a probabilistic uh, algorithm yeah so it can be like 99.99 percent as opposed to 100 percent. and there then and so their subsampling method which is like if you're in a stadium and you poll everybody red or blue and they throw up their color and it, 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 it's, it's weighted in one direction or, or another. So if, you, if you, you ask the question, the thing that you don't want to have happen is you, wanna, you, you want to avoid having no decision made. And so this is weighted to go in one direction or another. Uh, that's a... That's the, the sort of simple explanation of it. And then when you do that probabilistic finality, you can get a little bit better performance. But does that run into issues yeah. with IBC while you've been implementing it? Because the whole reason why, Great reason why IBC is so works so well in Cosmos and is magical is, like you said, it's either a one or a zero. It's a yes or no, true or false. So once something is true, you can move on and IBC goes forward. But with something that is probabilistic, that I'm guessing throws some issues with IBC, but you can tell me more. Right. So um, the, uh, we talked to the injective team about this early on, um, and um, they were trying to solve this issue. The, one of the ways to solve it, um, which is what we've done, is you have to wait one extra block. Right. So I think that, I think that the way that, that we're doing it right now um, is something like that. Like we have to wait. A little bit to to make sure that the state change moves. Is there like checkpointing systems or anything in Avalanche, or like um, epochs or something like that? Um, no, there aren't epochs. Okay. No. Yeah. So I guess because it's kind of weird with um, this like uh, non uh, the the probabilistic finality because. Is it something where you just wait until something's like 99 point XX number of nines and then you just assume that's final? Or is, is there like some sort of like pseudo finality within the system? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't think there is pseudo finality. I think it's just, so I, I, don't, I don't think there is 
pseudo finality. Okay. Yeah, because um, in, in other words, like if you'll see with uh, say, right, they have optimistic role, like optimistic consensus finality. That's not that's not taking place here. Okay. I think I think if you have optimistic finality, that means that you have like a smaller set of validators, and you and that you trust that the. I mean, this is like you know going back to your sort of Bitcoin maximalism. Like you don't really, you have a trust assumption there that if you have a like an optimistic finality transaction, that means you're pretty sure that things that have been submitted to the network are going to settle. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Bitcoin's the perfect example of. Uh, probabilistic finality where technically there's no such thing as a final block in Bitcoin. Every single additional block you wait just increases the likelihood that it's final. And the the different exchanges and stuff is settled on, hey, three confirmations is enough, five confirmations is enough, but there really is no finality. Where something like Ethereum, I think they have probably the most interesting mechanism where they have like probabilistic finality at first and it adds up over time and then eventually it gets set into stone and has true finality but um i don't know this is all like very just deep rabbit holy crypto nerd shit. well well what i would what i would add is in probabilistic the transactions are not required to be confirmed by every node on the network but a statistically significant subset of them which can lead to some higher performance levels if you, I mean, that's right. the problem with so, Enderman. You got to get everybody to agree on the state and then it, that's and the then thing. you take a step forward and then you get everyone to agree on a state and then take a step forward. And that's why if you get 500 or a thousand validators, the system just degrades so fast because that's uh, right. getting 500 or a thousand different entities to agree on a state is a pain. So, right. Right. And, and, and as a result, I mean, there are, there are downstream effects of that as well, right? Like we see Adam 2.0, right? We see like a ton of governance happen, a ton, a ton of governance failures and successes at the same time. Yeah, it's, ugh, don't even remind me. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I've been such a long time cosmonaut and there's just been moments where I get so excited about stuff and then the lack of organization just falls apart and blows up in our face. And it's like, it's magical in the sense that nobody's in control, but it's also shitty that nobody's in control. And Right. I mean, but that's, that's, you know, we live by the sword and die by the sword. Like if we want to like, it's, it's so decentralized that there is no autocrat. Yeah. I mean, I, I would argue that it's probably the most decentralized of all the proof of stake networks that no one is in control and you could have the best idea in the world, but it could just, it could not go through just because of how the network is structured. And, um, I, it, I mean, if the whole point of this whole idea is decentralization, maxi, then Cosmos is on good footing. But it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if the idea is like, hey, let's ship innovative new stuff and work as a team to create crazy products, then uh, Adam has been shown to uh, struggle <laughs> on that front. What do you th and what do you think causes that? What? Why do you think? I mean, you're a longtime cosmonaut. What? Why do you think the a consensus can't be achieved about it i don't know man i that's a good question i think that's the trillion dollar question multi-billion dollar question is that i was a huge fan of adam 2.0 so not maybe not the first version it took some iterations and some changes but i just i just think it might be such a diverse set of stakeholders that it's almost impossible to get 
60% of them to agree on anything. And I think that might just be human nature. Like <laughs> it's mm. impossible to get 60% of humans to agree on anything. Um, so, mm. and again, it's like, is it a good or a bad thing? I don't know. Um, like decentralization has its pros, but I, I still think there's room for cohesiveness and for everyone to come together for a, a, a singular vision to make it better. But uh, when or if that happens for Cosmos, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. So let's let's dive back into Landslide Network. What are some of the capabilities and features that you guys are going to be offering? And just how do you see it interacting between just the different subnets and then just the wider IBC ecosystem? So Sunny uh, from Osmosis and and uh, Goon from Ava Labs, the you know the found the respective founders, they they talked about this in May. Um, there are like Osmosis will deploy natively um, on Avalanche through through Landslide. They have a uh, uh, an outpost with with a built by Nabla, this team. Um, so if you look at Cosmos Swap, that's their that's their kind of liquidity pool for for other non-Osmosis chains, but it still runs on Osmosis liquidity. So you see Juno's deployed there. Um, yeah, Osmosis will deploy there. Um, and then I, I, I think long term, like Stride will eventually commit um, staked Atom. Um, and the, the LSD tokens, I think, will commit um, liquidity incentives as well, because everyone wants their staked asset to be adopted. Um, and I think that would you'll have more incentive to do so if you can if you can do it over IBC versus some of the other bridges. So if I'm, if I'm hearing this right, all these people are going to, all these different IBC people will launch outposts of their application on your network and Landslide will act as that's like right. an interchain hub for everybody that's connected to IBC, like a meeting ground for liquidity and NFTs or whatever to kind of um, congregate there and um, yeah, just like a bridge between all the different IBC applications. Is that correct? We're we're just going to be on the Avalanche side. So if people want to move to or from Avalanche, it'll, it'll come through Landslide. There is there is something to be said for an aggregated liquidity hub on IBC. Um, Composable, I think, is building that with Centauri, um, and we're going to route transactions from Composable into Avalanche and from any other IBC network. So we're just like you know, if you consider like Avalanche a nation state, we're, we're just like one of the airports into and out of the, the, the oh, nation. I, okay, now I, I'm seeing it better. You're just like the main port for Avalanche to the outside world. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome because Avalanche... Well, to be fair, we're, we're, just, we're just one port, right? Like Uniswap connected layers... Uniswap deployed on Avalanche via layer zero, layer zero, right? Like other protocols will do their own, make their own choices about bridging. Um, and we'll just see how that plays out long term. But but yeah, there are other ports, you know, wormhole being one. Oh, okay. Um I, I see what you're saying. I just consider IBC as like the gold standard. And like if you yeah, if you want a true home for interconnectivity, then long term you're gonna want to use IBC. Uh so that remind that makes me think of something. Is when, on IBC, you have to trust the receiving chain and the sending chain to communicate and 
transfer state correctly. Is landslide network using all the avalanche validators, a subset of the avalanche validators? Your, great, your great own validator set? Um, yeah, I, I should have explained this a little clearer earlier. The way that subnets work is you could there are a subset of the validators. So you can choose you, if you're a enterprise, you can run your own. If in, for landslide, we're just we're going to be permissionless. So um, we're any validator who validates mainnet can also opt to validate subnets. Um, GoGo Pool. Yeah, uh, this this uh, for those who don't know in in, in Cosmos, GoGo Pool is a, a a protocol we work really closely with. We host the Avalanche ecosystem space with them on on, on uh, the Twitter Spaces. They brought down uh, the threshold from two thousand to one thousand AVAX for validating, um, and so we're going to work with all of their subnet um, validators. Um, also, we have a we have a couple mainnet validators lined up, but and the idea is that anyone can can validate, um, and that threshold will come down even more from a thousand of you know five hundred over the next year or so. That's awesome. And then, um, do those validators just split some sort of um, revenue flow that comes off? And then, do you guys have like a token? Any of that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, um, awesome. Let, let's dive into uh, Saga and Landslide. How do you see uh, Saga and Landslide working together moving forward? Yeah, so um, I've, I've looked through the docs. Um, the Saga CLI, right? The Saga controller and, and the, the essential sort of platform chain, those can all be um, bridged and operate natively um, inside of, of, of Avalanche. That's great. And I mean, as as you probably know, Saga is focused on gaming. And I think gaming is probably one of the biggest verticals that Avalanche subnets are going to be successful in. So the more, oh, yeah. the more that we can get those connected, oh, yeah, the better. Yeah, so so the big platform, the big game on Avalanche, I mean, there's a ton of gaming platforms, but the big one is Godzilla Games. They built uh, a game called Off the Grid that they're i mean it's a triple a rated game you can you can take a look at the the game on, on youtube it's it's unbelievable um even my wife who <laughs> you know we play we played zelda together but um you know she's like this is a, like a movie um and so those those gaming assets um we reached out to them they probably won't come over to cosmos because they want their validators to accrue the rewards so, but there are going to be other games that will, um, and there are other gaming studios that will. Um, and so any, any gaming studio that wants to deploy on Saga, like we can, we, it, it can be sort of an interchain game from, from jump. Sweet. Yeah. I'm actually checking out off the grid right now. This looks super sick. Uh, oh yeah, man. It's what's sick. the, what's the deal? If you want to play it, just go to, uh, it's a, it looks like playoffthegrid.com and then do you just go to the PC beta or how do you play it? Yeah, um I, I mean I'm just watching I'm just watching gameplay. Oh, okay. um, it looks so but, sick. But yeah, it's it's out on it's out on PC. I think it's actually cross platform. Um and the, the the blockchain is like such a uh minuscule part of the game. Like you never even have to interact with it if you don't want, which I think is great because people that's the way it should especially be especially because metamask 
Yeah. I mean, no one wants this garbage. No, it's um, like if you're in the early days of the internet when you had to be a wizard to go to a website, screw, screw that. <laughs> yeah. No one, no one That's wants ridiculous. This. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of just obfuscating away the chain and hopefully I, I'm guessing the first successful game, you're not even going to know what blockchains in the background and it's probably going to have connectivity right. to multiple blockchains. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, you just want to be able to own your in-game skins. You want to be able to sell your time. For real. You just want property rights. Like <laughs> that's. That's yeah. all that that's all this is. It's a property rights layer for gaming or for the internet and what property you value or where it sits doesn't matter as much as just the ability for you to actually own your shit. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to that and as the web3 gaming ecosystem explodes and Saga has games and Avalanche has games, then we will be uh using Landslide to connect those. Awesome. Then, and, and all the all the all the saga chainlets, same idea, right? It's a smart contract, and you just it, it's it, it's the same idea. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't we don't want people to even care about what that it's a saga chainlet. There's no there's no need to use saga as a gas coin. We actually don't want people to use saga as a gas coin because that just makes the user experience shitty. Like. We want you to be able, the developers are going to pay for the chain lit. Kind of like how when you order an Uber, imagine if there was a line item for AWS and you had to, it's just ridiculous. It makes no sense. Um, yeah. You have the developers pay for the network and the back end, and then your users just interact and pay fiat or pay whatever you want um, and have a clean user interface. So that that's our end goal. So, um, I think that was kind of all the main topics for today. It's been a fun uh, conversation here. I'm going to open the floor up to anyone in the audience that has a question for either Saga or Nathan with Landslide. And then um, what should people be looking out for from Landslide over the coming weeks and months? Um, we're going we're gonna to open up our incentivized testnet um, very soon and hopefully stay in it for a couple months. Um, and if, if people want or have any questions, like please reach out to us. But yeah, incentivize testnets next. Our, our light client goes to audit basically this month um, and then we open source it. Congratulations. We are also entering our testnet soon. It's a big stage and- uh, Yeah, it's six months, right? We're entering our testnet at the end of this month and then we're going live uh, early Q1 next year. So um, yeah, it's been a grind though. I mean, it's not it's not easy to make this stuff happen. It's it's uh, it's a long process, but uh, we're getting close. So it doesn't look like anyone in the crowd wants to come up and ask a question. So what? Uh, sure, I, I'll I'll follow up with some of your questions. So you you said um, you know Saga already has a partnership with Avalanche Foundation and to help automate launching subnets. So how we would fit into that is if people want to use the, for instance, a chainlet on um, Cosmwasm, they, they can do that. Yeah, and I think Cosmwasm is a beast of a system. And I think there's a lot of yeah. people that argue it's better than the EVM. And if they would have started... That's if right. they would have started at the same time, then maybe EVM wouldn't be what it is and Cosmwasm would be the hot shit. But um, mm -hmm. so that's great to hear. And I think at the end of the day, 
we're going to need a a connection piece to Avalanche when we automate their subnets. So I have a feeling that we're going to yeah. be talking more then, and Landslide Network could end up being a key piece of that infrastructure. I mean, I, I don't know for sure right now, but I have a feeling that there's a high likelihood because we talk IBC, we need to be able to talk to something that talks IBC, and bada bing, bada boom. That's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, so uh, last last comment here. What what social should people be following to stay up to date on uh, your project? Yeah, just just this particular Twitter account. Um, you can join in, in Discord unless uh, Twitter goes down, in which case we're gonna scramble. For real, yeah, we kind of do most. Is there a social fi platform on Cosmos yet? I supposedly um, stars. You know, Stargaze are the kind of the main yeah. NFT platform. They recently launched their own version of the arena or uh, what's the Ethereum one? I forgot. Friend tech. Um, they yeah. just recently launched their own. So that's kind of the only social platform. I guess there was another one. Oh God, what was the name of it? It wasn't successful. So it's probably not even worth mentioning. Um, so yeah, that, that's all we got. I, man, that arena story was quite the, quite the ordeal. <laughs> yeah, it's still, it's still ongoing. I think, Look, I'm optimistic long term about social fi, but only if there's fi in it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I, I we need we need uh, community owned social media. Period. We need it. It's just how long it's going to take us to get there. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, and there's obviously bumps along the way. I I heard about Arena. Yeah. I got excited about it. Launch a. I I bought a, a stack of Avax coins because I was like, man, this is the first um, like super successful viral app there. And then like three days later, it got hacked. So I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah, ninety percent. So yeah, the story goes: ninety percent of the funds were returned. So things are. Oh yeah. But you know, it, it, yeah, but you know the. So the, the the money was returned, and and I'm I'm optimistic about it because people just people want this app to succeed, whether or not you know there were bumps in the road. It sort of remains. Oh, I mean, all these all these I, all these crypto applications have bumps in the road, and it had to be expected. Oh, yeah. And like you said, the funds were returned, so all's well that ends well. But man, that was a hectic like. What was it? It went from like, oh my god, this is the sickest app, to like, oh my god, everything's burning down, to like, oh, everything's okay, yeah. and this all happened in like seven days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, the the piece about this is like we exist inside of a the sea, the ocean of capitalism, and we just have run out of products like things to sell each other. So now. Now we're taking bets on the future popularity of a person or an influencer. I mean, this is hey, financialize you know. everything in this world, man. Everything's yeah. funny. Yeah, so we financialize everything, and like, okay, we take bets on people like horses. I don't know if that's crazier okay. or the fact that Chipotle lets you buy a burrito in like five installment plans. I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the weird world we're living in these days. So. Uh, I think I think that's kind of everything for today, Nathan. I think this is a fun conversation. What do you, What are you looking for? Maybe you can give me some 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 show some saga here. What What are you looking forward to? Like, what type of what what what's what what are you, what excites you about the next coming months? Well, we have our incentivized test net, and then probably the thing I'm most excited about is we're going to be 
uh, right now we're lining up multiple tournaments that people are. So at the end of the month, the incentivized testnet goes live. We're going to give it like a week or two for all the different applications to launch their chainlets. And then we're going to start hosting gaming tournaments where you're going to be able to play a game. And like, let's say we're going to be the one I'm thinking of in particular is called Another World Dow. And they have a game where you're going to, it's like a run and gun where your character looks like a bored ape and you're going to run around and collect these crystals. And then if you um, collect enough crystals at the end of the time period, you'll get ranked and you'll get an airdrop accordingly. But if you get killed, then whoever kills you gets to pick up your crystals. So um, yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. That's going to be probably <laughs> roughly a month from now. It's, it's all of human history. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Uh, and if you look up, uh, you search another world Dow. Uh, you'll be able to see some of the um, some of their work, and they have a they have a really cool game. It's a it's like a open world uh, shooter, and it, it's pretty sick. So that that's what I'm excited for. And there's multiple other projects that we're going to be um, working to host tournaments for. So that's probably that's probably well, the most exciting. One, yep, that's cool, man. That, um, you know, there's an Avalanche game called Shrapnel, and they have like an open world uh, kind of rent a map or build a map type uh mechanic so there we can definitely bridge um all of shrapnel into into cosmos yeah we're actually in talks with shrapnel right now too uh and we're pretty close to the end of a a partnership agreement there so we are also very excited and shrapnel is uh probably one of the most anticipated games in all of web3 gaming and they call avalanche their home so um bullish for avax yeah sick well, what's, what's your uh, so so another da- another world DAO is a, is a good one. Are there other video games you are there other games you enjoy? I think uh, AI Land is another really cool one that's in the Saga ecosystem. They are like a Fortnite equivalent, and uh, mm-hmm. they got great great graphics. And I guess it's pretty much like Fortnite, but you have like jetpacks, so you can like jetpack around. It, it's pretty sick. So, yeah, I would just say all the different games that are within the Soggy ecosystem are what I'm most excited about. And we have, I think we're approaching like 300 different projects with, I'd say, at least two thirds of those being games. So how many of those are going to be successful? I don't know, but I have a feeling there will be a handful of sick games that pop out of that. So that, that, that's by far what I'm most excited about. And then, um, yeah, I guess we're going to have Mainnet at the uh, early next year. So I, I think it's all kind of, uh, it gets real once you have a mainnet, once you have a coin, that, that's when shit gets real. And I'm really excited for that personally because I've been the head of community marketing and branding for Saga for, uh, I guess, a year and a half or two years now. And it, I don't know, it just doesn't seem quite as real until you have a coin. And then I'm, I think shit's going to really pop off. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, what, what's your game plan for, uh, for a coin? When is that going to come? When should people be looking out for that? I, I know you're in testnet soon, so... Uh, well, uh, talking to the Gary Genslers out there, we're not we're not doing a public offering, Gary. Uh, so the best that there there's no sale going on, and um, uh, our but our our token will come before mainnet. Um, cool. Yeah, obviously we we can't really we we're not going to operate without a token, and we can't we can't. So all right, well I get I get the drift. Uh, screw you, Gary Gensler, and <laughs> yeah. <that's kinda. laughs> Stupid American rules, dude. What a bummer. Stupid there, American there's rules, so much man. more cool shit we could do in this space if there wasn't just this 
this dark shadow over the top of us just constantly yeah. being douchebags. But, um, yep. you know, I'm optimistic that there will be some clarity and, um, and then eventually people are just going to say, screw you. I don't care. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm curious. There's a part of me that's curious what web four looks like or web five, you know, like, you have to ask permission from Gary the, the Gensler cat. to enter the network. <laughs> the cat is out of the bag. Like, the cat's out of the bag on this one. Like, I'm very, like, Vitalik's new privacy uh, protocol that, like, can verify that you're not interacting with blacklisted funds. That's optimistic. I'm optimistic about that. Interesting. I haven't, I haven't looked into that one. Vitalik's always got cra- crazy oh, yeah. ideas that end up being a big deal in a couple of years and nobody understands the time but well yeah he wrote like a basically like a private like a version of tornado cash that could you could you could verify that you're not interacting with blacklisted funds interesting well um yeah that whole tornado cash thing is a sad story man i don't even it's yeah it's rough to even talk about it like some guy was just building open source protocols and i think he's still in jail isn't he like what a shame god yeah, well, now they're pushing for privacy pools to balance anonymity with with compliance. Uh, that's so you can take you can you can Google it and take a look at it. it was just published recently. I'm not sure if I'm excited about that or that grosses me out, but um, the I mean, there's a good reason for these. Like, you don't we don't want to be funding terrorists and stuff like that or interacting with North Korea, but oh, of um, course. At the same time, it's like that. It's kind of straying away from the initial ethos of crypto of like. Uh, just if you have a private key, everyone's looked the same in the eyes of the network. And it seems like Ethereum especially is kind of going farther and farther away from that, especially with uh, what is it called? Uh, the thing that uh, the MEV optimizer, whatever. It's like some X, I think it was like 60 plus percent of blocks are OFAC compliant these days. So definitely going a little farther away from Cypherpunk, but was probably inevitable. Uh, on, on our way to global adoption, but. Well, it looks like Uni's V4 will uh, implement KYC, which will be, make things very interesting. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems like that's the road we're going down. This, like, going on the knife's edge between cypherpunk and, like, bootlicker. And um, yeah, <laughs> I, it's probably right on that knife's edge is where we're going to keep riding for the time being. But, uh, well, you know, the the piece here is that people who are usually denied loans based on their country or their race or their political beliefs can access loans like in Ave now because they don't have that type of uh, prejudice, right? So in a world where everyone still has to KYC, it, it's just restructured the, 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 you know the man it just restructured yeah it's just bringing these so, imaginary so the, what, lines and borders uh, and races back yeah in. so i was pointing to like vitalik the, the the reason i'm sort of hammering this is because of it, like the idea is that if you can prove to the man that you're not interacting with these funds and by the way it's a lot easier to track you know black money on chain than it is with cash but if you can prove to the man that you're not doing it that's a that's a pretty big deal uh, yeah, uh, I agree. And it, like, going back to the point you just made, what everyone stresses out about this when the number one source of terrorist financing has always been dollars. <laughs> like, of right. course. It's always drugs and money. Or man. gold. 
That's like, right. why the fuck would you use crypto when you can use dollar bills or gold? Like, shut up. <laughs> That's, That's right. Like, this is just a, it's a total LARP of people that hate crypto to try to kill it. That's my opinion. But yeah. um, th- there is some legis- legitimacy to it. So I shouldn't just totally shit talk it. But, um, Oh, well, this has been a this has been a fun conversation, Nathan, and I'm sure we will. Be- yeah, we're, look, we're, we'd be happy to you know uh, to jump on ones in the future. We're, we're super social. Um, happy to like help if if people are curious or you know if if we can be helpful to you guys at Saga. Like, happy to go through it. Happy to you know tee up our partnership and and go through our docs and happy to help. Yeah. Also, also a big shout out to Range security range.org they're providing our monitoring solutions so i don't know if, if you guys are building these days <clears throat> this is this is a uh, a short plug for them because they're super helpful to us if you get an audit an audit is only relevant for the time and the snapshot that you took it but you need monitoring solutions like live monitors so that you can monitor addresses you can monitor events and, and range is going to help us with that sick yeah and then i'm sure once we look at, uh, I think we're going to be imp- implementing our uh, partnership with AVAX and automating subnets in the next probably year, year and a half once we get mainnet out. So when that time comes, I'm sure we'll be in uh, contact again, Nathan. Awesome. Sick. Joe, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your generosity and gen- nice social behavior. Hey, yeah, thanks. No, I, <laughs> your pizza I really pizza, enjoyed man. this too. This is fun. So. We'll uh, we'll chat soon, and I hope everybody has enjoys their weekend and enjoy hanging out with goats in uh, New Zealand. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Peace out. Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse Misrepresenting the first Come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash Is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here Looking faceless Trying to make a living Selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out The max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these tokenomics. They probing this bear, flexing broken honest. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting nottas and then to end a long day. Eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over impossible loss. It's all moss and I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lay stacked in non-toxic. Just to get a better place. Smacking on the hostage Like this shit is way for keeps Clowns white knighting all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management
management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers, motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and under the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.